God is not a God of disorder or confusion, but is the God of peace. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning stars rise in your hearts. You are tuning into the Tribe of Christians podcast with host Brandon Dawson, the chief sinner, bringing you a peace of mind, clarity, insight, and perspective to the world you live in by the word of God, featuring the latest updates on end time prophecy news. Don't, Don't forget, forget to subscribe to the, to the Tribe, Tribe of Christians, Christians broadcast, either on Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Facebook, or YouTube at tribeofchristians.com. Without further ado, here is your host and teacher, The Chief Sinner. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Tribe of Christians podcast. I'm your host and teacher, Brandon Dawson. I'll be giving a special prophetic Christmas message revealing the significance of the reemergence of the Christmas star in connection to the birth of Jesus and what it means for our current times. So I want to give a few quick reminders for you guys real quickly uh, before I get into this incredible prophetic teaching and message. For those of you who follow us on social media, on Facebook, YouTube, or Parlor, if you guys have discovered the Tribe of Christians through social media, through one of our videos, I want to let you guys know real quickly that we do have a podcast. So if you guys enjoy listening to podcasts, whether you're on your way into work or on your way home or doing chores or whatever it is, You can find the Tribe of Christians podcast on Amazon. We're also on Pandora. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Podbean. So if you have Amazon, you can say, hey, Alexa, play the Tribe of Christians podcast. It'll pull right up. Same thing with iTunes. If you have Apple, you can say, hey, Siri, play the Tribe of Christians podcast. So I would encourage you guys to definitely subscribe on one of those platforms to our podcast because. There are many times where we release prophetic messages and teachings exclusively only on our podcast platforms that are not released on our social media sites. Now, for our podcast listeners, if you are one of our listeners tuning in right now to the Tribe of Christians podcast, I'm going to let you guys know that we are also on every single social media platform out there, uh, as well as Parler, YouTube, Facebook, and Rumble. So if you have an account with any of those, I would definitely encourage you to look us up, to like, follow us, and subscribe right there on those social media platforms. Because like I said on our podcast, there are some video content that is only exclusively released or uploaded through our social media platforms, including different various dreams or visions or a word that I might have that's not necessarily released or announced on our podcast. So I want to ensure that you guys stay up to date, that you stay in the loop uh, and current on everything that's going on, including our prophetic perspective and current events. So we have truly endured a difficult year this past year. We have been through a pandemic. 
We have been through serious financial turmoil through famine. We have witnessed civil unrest and we experienced something extraordinary and complete uncertainty in relation to our elections. And there has been some incredible, vast amount of prophetic signs that have indeed occurred since 2015 that gave us an indicator of what we would be facing as a nation in our present time. And as believers, and despite everything that has occurred, I still want to remind you that we are truly living in extraordinary times. God is in the midst of us moving in incredible ways beyond our ordinary sight and senses, beyond our comprehension, and in great prophetic fulfillment of biblical prophecy. Now, 2014 through 2015, we witnessed an incredible sign where there were four blood moons, a blood moon triad that occurred on significant Jewish festivals and holidays, which resembled prophecies from the book of Joel concerning the end times at the conclusion, right there at the conclusion of the seventh Jewish Shemitah year in 2015. Now, in 2014 and 15, both of those years, those blood moons, all four of them, for two years in a row, fell on both Passover and Sukkot. Passover is in connection to the incredible events of the Exodus where God delivered the Jewish people from Egyptian slavery. And Sukkot relates to the Feast of Tabernacles after Israel was delivered from Egypt in bondage. And it's equivalent to our Thanksgiving holiday commemorating the great pilgrimage of the Mayflower, which we traditionally celebrate the birthplace of the United States. There is a connection between the two in a parallel. Now, this was indeed an extraordinary connection between our nation and Israel. Now, in 2017, there were also two incredible signs that occurred that year, right at the first year, the beginning year of President Trump's first year in office. We witnessed the great American solar eclipse that was visible and could be seen across the entire United States. And then, one month later, September 23rd of that same year, we also witnessed what was called the Great Revelation 12 sign, where the constellations of Leo and Virgo with the planets of Mercury, Mars, and Venus, they aligned up in such a way that resembled the prophetic text of Revelation chapter 12, where a woman appears crowned with 12 stars on her head, with the sun shining on her and the moon at her feet. Now, all of these things, all of those signs were very significant signs to both our nation as well as Israel. In connection, they have a connection indeed. They signify significant prophetic events unfolding in the fight that is occurring right now between the kingdom of God and the enemy. And in the past four years, the past four years, we have really seen these events unfold right before our eyes. We have witnessed incredible things, such as the moving of the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem. We witnessed the acknowledgement of Israeli sovereignty over disputed land territories such as Jerusalem and in Judea and the Golan Heights. And in the same fold, we have also witnessed lawlessness, rebellion, and wickedness in an unprecedented level in this nation like we have never seen before, including in our elections. Now, concluding with the events of this year, 
with plague, famine, and civil unrest. All incredible, significant prophetic events that are unfolding. However, what I want to talk about is actually, amongst all of those signs, is actually the greatest sign the Bible prophesies about the about concerning the coming and the birth of the Messiah, Jesus. Now, December 21st of this year, just a few days ago, there appeared a similar sign over our skies resembling the great Christmas northern star that lit up the skies for nearly two years, guiding the shepherds and the wise men to the location of the birth of Jesus. Now, on December 21st, the planets of Jupiter and Saturn, they aligned up in a way which created an appearance of the Christmas star right over our skies. And this indeed is very significant and it's very extraordinary. It has a significant meaning and message to us. At the times preceding the birth of Jesus, there was a 400-year famine of the word of the Lord. There were no signs. There were no prophetic words given at that time. There were no prophets. And there was absolutely complete silence from God over the earth in Israel. Now we see another parallel to that number, the number 400 prior in Scripture. In the events of Exodus, Israel was under Egyptian captivity. They were enslaved for 400 years. And so God raised up Moses and he delivered Israel from Egypt. Now also 400 years ago, July of 1620, 400 years ago, was the year in which the Mayflower actually landed in Plymouth Rock in what we celebrate as the birthplace of the United States. When the first form of a constitution was written through the Mayflower Compact. And as I always say, there are no such things as a coincidence. But these events remind us of the divine orchestration of the very hand of the Lord moving amongst us. The United States represents a place of freedom, the place of hope and deliverance from the hands of tyranny, persecution, and oppression of faith from all over the world. Now in Amos 8, Amos chapter 8 verses 11 through 12 tells us that the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will send a famine through the land, not a famine of food or a thirst for water, but a famine of the hearing of the words of the Lord. People will stagger from sea to sea and wander from north to east, searching for the word of the Lord, but they will not find it. And for 400 years, across the entire land of Israel and the whole world, it was completely silent, exactly as the Lord prophesied in Amos chapter 8. Now, after Israel was scattered again from the destruction of the temple from the Roman Empire for over two thousand years Israel lived in exile. Now prophecies seemed to stop again during that time period. Although the gospel continued to spread across the entire world, it wasn't until actually in 1948 when we began to see the signs appear again, where God began to fulfill his word in restoring the people of Israel back to their homeland where the signs began to appear again. And then in 1967, Israel captured Jerusalem in the Six-Day War against Jordan, Egypt, and Palestine, reclaiming sovereignty over Jerusalem. And then, again and again, recently in 2018, nations around the world began to recognize Israeli sovereignty of Jerusalem, which started 
with the United States. Now, at the time of the birth of Jesus, not only was there a 400-year famine of the word of the Lord prior, Israel had also endured several world empires and were under the rule of the Roman Empire. There was also a massive genocide that occurred, murdering all the male-born Jewish children two years of age and younger in an attempt to prevent the word of the Lord from prospering. Now, the same thing occurred, the very same thing occurred in the events in the times of Exodus, when Pharaoh began murdering all the male-born Jewish children, again, in an effort to prevent the fulfillment of the word of the Lord. And in today's time, we are seeing an incredible, unprecedented event in an attempt again to prevent the fulfillment of the word of the Lord. And so Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26, concerning the birth of John, the archangel Gabriel appears with an incredible message concerning the Messiah. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you, are, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words, and she wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. Now, the Bible makes it very important to signify and to signify the emphasis of the miraculous pregnancy of Elizabeth as an accompanying sign of the birth of Jesus. Now, why? Because when things seem to be absolutely impossible, impossible, God wants us to know, as Gabriel says it right there in verse 37. For no word from God will ever fail. No matter how dark things may appear, no matter how evil it is, all the evil that's occurring around us, no matter what circumstances we are in, God's word never fails and love never fails. These things occur in such a way that would draw people closer to Jesus, closer to God, to reveal the faithfulness of God and that He is who he says he is, and he does what he says he will do. Now, Nazareth was also insignificant to the untrained in the blind eye, to the people who weren't paying any attention, to the people, to the folks who did not have true understanding, that lacked the discernment and the wisdom of the Lord. This was done not only to protect Jesus and the word of the Lord, but it was also a significant message that is still 100% relevant to every single person on the earth to this day. 
As the Pharisees, as they said, nothing significant ever comes from Nazareth. And so there are hidden places from the enemy, hidden places from naysayers, hidden places from the downers that appear absolutely insignificant and unimportant. There are events that occur that appear to be small and very insignificant, just as God became a baby, humble and appearing insignificant. There are incredible small things all around us happening. If we will have the faith to believe, if we will have the humility to seek and to understand, then that is where our hope will be fulfilled. Now, Matthew chapter 2 is where we read about the incredible sign that appeared over the earth, revealing the coming of the Messiah of the birth of Jesus. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east to Jerusalem uh, Magi from, came from the east to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king to, of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod heard this, and he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, For this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among your rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time that the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. Now here is a very, very important observation that I want to make about this that I want you guys to get. Now at the time of Israel's fall, at the rise of the Roman Empire, all the way from the beginning of the Babylonian Empire, in Jeremiah 29, 13, the Lord says, You will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all of your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. And will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the places from which I carried you into exile. So there are two types of people in this story, in the story of the birth of Jesus, who are seeking and looking for Jesus. There are those who are seeking to worship Jesus, and then there are those who are seeking to destroy him. And you'll notice which of the two actually finds Jesus. Now, to the enemy who is seeking to prevent the word of the Lord, to prevent the move of God and the signs of God are hidden from them. And yet, to those of us who are seeking the Lord to worship him, those signs are revealed to us and we understand their significance and their meaning. And every sign the Lord sends leads us directly and back to him. And so, as I mentioned, For 400 years, there was no word from the Lord, and Israel was living under severe captivity until this appearance of the star. And 400 years ago, this journey of the United States began. We are living in an unprecedented time in which it appears that all hope is lost, that all light has gone dark, and we are under lockdowns. Christians are oppressed. The voice of the church is being censored and silenced. 
And yet, December 21st, there appeared over our skies, much like before in the time of Jesus' birth, a significant sign symbolizing that very birth, the birth of Jesus, the time of salvation and deliverance. Now, after that they had heard that the king, they went on their way and they had seen when it rose, when the star had rose ahead of them until it stopped over the place when the child was. When, the, when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The greatest sign to ever occur was the birth of Jesus, the Messiah. His star represents the path that leads to him. No matter what circumstances we face, no matter what is occurring, God will always provide a way to salvation if we will only seek to worship him and follow him with all of our hearts and all of our strength. I do not know exactly what's going to happen on January 6th. I do not know exactly what will happen over this nation as we enter into 2021. But what I do know is that we are never without hope. We are never without faith. We are never without Jesus. And in times of great uncertainty is when we see the most miraculous moves of God. To find him, you have to have the humility to see and to hear. You have to look in the most unexpected places, the places that are always overlooked, underappreciated, and undervalued. And when you are at the point in your life, if you are in a point in your life where you have nowhere else to go, nowhere else to turn, when you are in great need for answers and help and deliverance, seek humility and look in the places that you overlooked and have passed up. Look in the places you never imagined you would because it is in those moments where the Lord can be found and where deliverance is given. It is always about Jesus. It is always about bringing glory and honor to Christ and everything that occurs in this nation, in your life, around you, all things are designed to lead you to Jesus, to bring him glory and the honor that he deserves. This reemergence of this significant sign symbolizes the birth of Jesus and connection to Israel. It tells us not to give up, not to lose hope, and to search for Christ with all of our hearts and all of our strength. It tells us that God is about to move in an incredible way that will bring both healing, restoration, and salvation. But if you're not looking for it, and if you're not seeking the Lord, you're going to completely miss it. In the events of Exodus, God delivers the Jewish people. But on the other hand, he sent ten plagues over the Egyptians, destroying everything that they had. And then through the crossing of the Red Sea, Israel was delivered but yet Pharaoh and his entire army were destroyed. At the time of Jesus' birth, through his, and through his death and resurrection, the birth of the church began, both for Jew and Gentile. And many lives were saved through his great name, the name of Jesus. And whoever believed and will believe in him. And in one hand, the gospel has prospered, and it spreads every nation on the face of the earth, 
and the Lord's will has prospered tremendously. But on the other hand, Israel ceased to exist as a nation because they rejected Jesus at his first coming. And then they were scattered throughout the entire earth for nearly 2,000 years until this, until about 70 years ago. So again, I believe a great deliverance is coming again. For those who truly seek and they worship the Lord both in truth and in spirit. For those who are against him, those who persecute the church and believers, the doubters and the naysayers, their end is also coming very soon. Heavenly Father God, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for your son Jesus and for the incredible sign of his birth. I thank you for your word and for your precious Holy Spirit. And I ask, Lord, that you may save all those who are seeking you and that they will find you. I ask this Christmas that they truly discover the treasures of knowing you. And Lord God, we pray just as you delivered Israel from Egypt, just as you delivered salvation through Jesus, I ask that you may move again and bring deliverance for our nation and connection to your people Israel. And I pray for hope and for encouragement, for boldness and the prosperity of your word. In your great name, Jesus, that I pray. Amen. I pray and I hope that this message has brought you encouragement. And I want to wish every single one of our listeners out there truly a very Merry Christmas. Now you can find more great teachings just like this one on our website at tribeofchristians.com. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our podcast and to these messages to get further updates and to help us spread the gospel message. This concludes this episode's podcast. God bless you. May you keep running the race, keep fighting the good fight of faith, and never give up and stay encouraged.